Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So when this bill gets introduced in the General Assembly, you know, what, what are the arguments for and against it? I've talked a little bit about why it's a ridiculous idea. I'm going to talk more about that in here in just a minute. But what are the arguments for it? And Senator Kadura on Fox 59 last night, same uh, story that, that I was interviewed for, and I've posted the Fox 59, at least the version they, they put on their Internet, which was really condensed versus what they originally aired. I saw it air at 6 o'clock, and it was quite a bit longer. They had me on for three, little, three uh, different little segments, and what they posted on the website was, was much more abbreviated, and I'm just on there really just a few seconds. But so be it. That's, that's par for the course with local news. But when he was on Fox 59, that is Senator Kadura who's proposing this thing, he was saying, well, listen, you know, the, the General Assembly won't pass gun control that we keep proposing, you know, things like an assault weapon ban. And so... Uh, we need to we need them to stop complaining about gun violence and let local governments go forward and, and 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 take control of this issue and try to help because we have this huge problem with gun violence and there we we have to do something that's what you always hear we have to do something we need to institute these common sense measures there's very little discussion of whether they're constitutional first and foremost like an assault ban hey let's even talk about raising the age to buy any 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 gun and, and until you're 21. There's already been a challenge to the federal statute that says you can't buy a handgun until you're 21. And and why? Because if you're 18, 19, or 20, you you, you can go into the military. You're fully eligible for military service. You can go into the military and you can drive a tank or run an artillery unit. Or fly a drone with Hellfire missiles. And I don't know if you're in if you're in the military and you're listening to this, going, "No, guy, you can't fly a drone." And you know, there's some other limitation on that. Okay, you can certainly carry an M4 select fire rifle, standard issue rifle in the military when you're 18 years old. So if you can carry a machine gun in the military, and you can put your life on the line to defend this country. And then come home and you can't go in a gun store and buy a gun? How is that protecting your right to keep and bear arms? How is that consistent with your constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arms? And at least one court across the country has said the handgun ban as to 18 to 21 or 18 to 20 year olds not being able to buy a handgun in a gun store under federal law that that's unconstitutional. One argument against saying, well, no, that's just handguns. One argument against saying it's unconstitutional is saying, well, they can still buy shotguns and rifles, so their, their right to bear arms isn't really being infringed. It's just right to, 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 to have a handgun. Well, in the Heller decision I've already mentioned on this show, Supreme Court said handguns and the possession of handguns, the carrying of handguns, is specifically protected by the Second Amendment. So that doesn't really fly. But now in, in, in Indiana... According to Senator Kadura, we want to eliminate the constitutional rights of 18, 19, and 20-year-olds to keep and bear arms because they can't buy a gun. 
Does that make sense to you? Does that sound constitutional to you? And the argument back as well, we have all these, these problems with young people. People say, oh, your brain's not fully developed until you're 25. And so and so the young people are, are committing some of these mass shootings, and so we need to restrict their rights. You know what? We need to do much better at crisis intervention. We need to start identifying these at-risk people. We have people that are seriously mentally ill. We have, we have people, including these mass shooters, where they're on the radar of law enforcement. They've been reported multiple times. Law enforcement's been to their house a million. The Parkland, Florida shooter, police have been to his his foster parents' home dozens of times. He'd posted on social media that he wanted to be a school shooter. And people say, oh, look, an 18-year-old committed a mass shooting, so we need to restrict the rights of all 18-year-olds? No. No. No, that's not the way the Constitution works. You do a better job of identifying these at-risk people and getting them the help they need, separating them from their firearm, especially where they've committed crimes. But you don't restrict the right of every other 18, 19, and 20-year-old. No, that's not the way the Constitution works. So you have huge constitutional issues. But then the argument back again is, well, but, but, but guy here locally, we have... We have teens that are that are carrying guns and, and committing crimes. And we have gang members that are doing all of this and, 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 and committing violent acts here. And so we need to restrict young people's right to carry guns. Or that's even why we need an assault weapon ban. Or we need to do away with concealed carry completely in the city of Indianapolis. That's the rationale for Mayor Hogg's ordinance. It's passed. I keep calling it one to call it a proposed ordinance. It's on the books. It's just not effective unless and until we amend the Preemption Act. Well, here's where that completely falls apart. And the Fox 59 reporter that came and did the interview in my office yesterday had a, a Hannah Adamson, and I, 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 th- I like her. She's very businesslike. She's very professional. But I kept asking her, I said, go back to Senator Kadura or anybody else proposing what's being proposed here. And get an answer to this question. And and don't don't take a, well, we just need to do something as an answer. Get a specific answer to this question. And the question is, what logical thinking person believes that a criminal who's intent on committing a violent criminal act, like murder or rape, or armed robbery, where depending on the particular crime, can get decades in prison, or life in prison, or for certain murders, the death penalty. What makes you think that that hardened criminal, that violent criminal, who you're trying to deter, you say, well, we need to do something, because we have all this violent crime in Marion County. So we need these common-sense measures that will reduce gun violence. That's the argument. Okay, what rational thinking person believes that that violent criminal who's not afraid of decades in prison, not afraid of dying in a shootout with police, that the psychopath whose plan is to kill as many people in a mass shooting as possible and then die in a shootout with police or eat his own bullet as we continue to see with these mass shooters, 
or the dangerously psychotic person who doesn't fear dying, he's not rational enough to do so. He's crazy. He's a psychotic. How many of these people that you're trying to reach, these these violent criminals that are committing all these crimes in Marion County, who believes that if they're not afraid of decades in prison or dying in a shootout with police or the death penalty, that that same person is going to be dissuaded from committing their violent crime because the city of Indianapolis is going to find them. Yeah, that's right. That's all the city of Indianapolis can do. They can't put people in jail. All they can do is pass an ordinance. And the only penalty for for an ordinance violation is to get fined. In Marion County, the maximum fine for a first-time offense is $2,500. So I'm I'm a drug dealer. Let's talk about something very common. Mass shootings, as horrible as they are, are still relatively rare. They're far too common, don't get me wrong. But as far as your likelihood to be caught up in a mass shooting, that's very, very remote. People in Greenwood right now saying, oh, yeah, well, I was at the, at the mall on July 17th of 2022, and it didn't feel remote then. That's right. And, oh, by the way, a law-abiding citizen who was my client, Eli Dickin, stepped in and, and, and saved countless lives. But, I, I, but again, that, that's a relatively rare occurrence. Let's talk about the everyday street crimes. Every time you, you listen to WIBC News, you know, three people shot last night, four people shot last night. You know, we're at well over 200 murders in Indianapolis. All right, let's talk about that street crime. There's a violent, let's pick somebody, a a drug dealer. This guy's been in and out of prison several times, got multiple felonies. He already can't possess a firearm because he's got felony convictions. And, And he's on his way to murder his rival drug dealer. We know this happens all the time. Look at where the drug activity happens in, in Marion County, and then look at where the murders happen. It's the same hotspots. So this 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 this, dry, this this violent felon drug dealer has decided he's going to take out, he's going to murder his rival drug dealer. He's starting to walk in on his territory. And he's not afraid of getting killed by this dude who he's going to attack. He's not afraid of going to prison for decades. But on the way out the door, he's going to say, hold on, I can't carry my concealed firearm, or I can't take my gun because I don't have a license, or I can't take my AK-47 that I already own illegally because I'm a felon and I can't possess a firearm. No, no, I can't do any of those things. Because Joe Hogsett and Fadi Kadura have worked together to make it so the, Indi- state, the city of Indianapolis, the city of Indianapolis can find me if I take my gun to commit this crime. So let's boil that down. Who believes that someone who's not afraid of decades in prison would be afraid of a fine? That's a short version. And when I went to the reporter last night, I said, get an answer to that. They said, well, they say they have to do something. That's not an answer to my question. The something they're proposing makes no damn sense. And here's why it makes no damn sense. 
It makes no sense because violent criminals aren't going to care about a fine. Who does care about a fine? You do. I do. Law-abiding citizens. I care about $2,500. I could buy a really nice AR for $2,500. That's more than my mortgage payment. I care about $2,500. You care about $2,500. Law-abiding citizens are going to be affected by that fine. So we're not going to carry our concealed firearm or whatever it is that Joe Hogsett says we can't do through this ordinance. So law-abiding citizens are going to be affected, and the criminals don't give a damn. That's why this is preposterous.